From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Thank you for joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is bringing a series of studies in the earthly life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, messages that focus on the Savior Himself, as revealed in His teaching and miracles, His atoning death on the cross, and His glorious resurrection. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, as found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text is found in the Song of Solomon, chapter 3 and verse 1. I sought him, but I found him not. Tell me where you lost the company of Christ, and I will tell you the most likely place to find him. Have you lost Christ in the closet by restraining prayer? Then it is there you must seek and find Him. Did you lose Christ by sin? You will find Christ in no other way but by giving up of the sin and seeking by the Holy Spirit to mortify the member in which the lust doth dwell. Did you lose Christ by neglecting the Scriptures? You must find Christ in the Scriptures. It is a true proverb. Look for a thing where you dropped it. It is there. So look for Christ where you lost him, for he has not gone away. But it is hard work to go back for Christ. Bunyan tells us, The pilgrim found the peace of the road back to the arbor of ease where he lost his roll, the hardest he had ever traveled. Twenty miles onward is easier than to go one mile back for the lost evidence. Take care, then, when you find your master to cling close to him. But how is it that you have lost him? One would have thought you would never have parted with such a precious friend, whose presence is so sweet, whose words are so comforting, and whose company is so dear to you. How is it you did not watch him every moment for fear of losing sight of him? Yet, since you have let him go, what a mercy that you are seeking him, even though you mournfully groan, Oh, that I knew where I might find him! Go on seeking, for it is dangerous to be without thy Lord." Without Christ you are like a sheep without its shepherd, like a tree without water at its roots, like a sear leaf in the tempest, not bound to the tree of life. With thine whole heart seek him, and he will be found of thee. Only give thyself thoroughly up to the search, and verily thou shalt yet discover him to thy joy and gladness.
Down through the centuries there have been remarkable visitations of God, during which thousands were gloriously saved. Times such as the Protestant Reformation, the revivals in England under John Wesley and George Whitfield, the Great Awakening in America associated with Jonathan Edwards, were times of genuine spiritual revival. The common factor in all of these events was an undeniable demonstration of the power of God rather than the ingenuity of man. In the early 1950s, such a revival occurred on the Isle of Lewis, one of the Hebrides off the west coast of Scotland. In the course of several years, hundreds of people were converted to Christ, and many churches were built to take care of them. Again, the Holy Spirit of God came down in power. The preacher during those days was the Reverend Duncan Campbell. Yet what took place on Lewis was not due to his pulpit skills, but to the overwhelming moving of God among the people. Strong men, hardened sinners who mocked the preacher, were suddenly struck to their knees by the roadside under conviction of sin. Young people in a local dance hall left their frivolity and ran to the churches, crying for mercy upon their souls. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to make available CD copies of what happened during those revival times on the Isle of Lewis, including Duncan Campbell's own account of that, as well as personal testimonies of people who came to salvation in Jesus Christ during those revival times. To obtain your own copies of what happened at that time, just request the CDs of the Revival on the Isle of Lewis. You may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. Or if you wish, you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. You will be blessed greatly as you listen to these accounts of the power of God at work. Today on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues a message entitled, Christ the Heart Specialist. The text is verses 1 through 20 of Matthew chapter 15. Throughout Christ's earthly ministry, he was constantly dogged by the Pharisees, who sought to discredit his works and preaching. These men were the religious legalists of the day, punctilious in their observance of their man-made rituals, but hypocritical in their personal lives. In his most direct denunciation of them to this point, Christ unmasked their wicked, unregenerate hearts. He devastated their external religion 
declaring that true religion is not about religious externals, but about the heart. This contrasts with his attitude toward the truly repentant, to whom he says, Neither do I condemn thee. Now Dr. Cairns brings the next portion of this message, Christ, the heart specialist. All this traditionalism, especially the purification rites, were not merely childish frivolity. They were not unimportant things. And I think what I have said may explain why the Lord Jesus Christ used this occasion when they complained about what to others may have appeared a small thing, about his disciples ignoring the tradition of the elders, Explain why he responded to it as he did. Certainly if these theological hitmen, if they expected the Lord Jesus Christ to cringe, and hitmen usually do, they were sadly disappointed. And if they expected that he would take the easy way out by simply telling the disciples to wash again, they were disappointed. Because rather than those approaches, what he did was to launch upon them a devastating attack that brought their tradition and their hypocrisy to the light of the Word of God. We have read that he said, Why do you transgress the commandment of God by your tradition. And he chooses this example. It says, we all know that the law says, honor thy father and thy mother. Now, every Jew understood, and we should understand, that that includes the uh, physical and financial support of your parents in need. It's not just saying, I honor you. That's part of it. But there is the physical and financial support of parents by their children as it is needed. And as old age comes on, that becomes more and more necessary. Now, there's a big subject, and I'd better not get into that rabbit trail, otherwise we'll never get back to the text. For if anything flies in the face of the self-centered, pleasure-crazed philosophy of the day in which we live, when old people are expendable and nursing homes are the first. And by the way, I am not uh, going overboard here. I thank God that there are such places when necessary. But when nursing homes are the first alternative for people who can't be bothered with their parents, if anything flies in the face of that philosophy, it's what Jesus Christ is teaching here. But anyway, he says, you're supposed to give them your money. But what do you do? Now watch it carefully. They developed a tradition that if they took that money and gave it as a gift to the temple, then they were free from their responsibility to their parents. They had given the money after all. The parents hadn't benefited by it. But the same dirty, hypocritical old rascals held on to the money that they would have had to give to the temple had they given their parents what they ought to have given. You talk about hypocrisy. And this was the bunch of liars, hypocrites, thieves that had the audacity to condemn the Son of God because his disciples failed to observe a ritual washing. 
Christ's conclusion was pungent. He said, ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah say or prophesy of you. Now, another rabbit trail. Here you can learn how to use the Bible. Was Isaiah speaking particularly of those Pharisees? Well, he was, but he wasn't speaking solely of them. But what Isaiah said was so apt for them, Jesus said, God had you in mind when he said it. When we come to the Bible, we do well to read it very often like that. Remember Willie Mullen, Northern Irish Baptist preacher I often refer to, saying that he, when he was a young preacher, he used to go in to visit an old man. He wasn't a very learned old man, except in the scriptures of truth. And he knew them. And he knew how to pray. And when Mullen went in, unexpectedly, uh, he heard him at his Bible reading and at prayer. And he would go down this portion of the Word, and he would take everything he could and apply it directly to his own heart and to his own conscience, so that what Christ was saying to others, what Paul was saying to the Corinthians, or what Peter was saying to the people in his day, this old man would bow before God and take it directly to himself. I want to tell you that's a pretty good way to read the Bible. Jesus said, he prophesied of you, and if the boot fits, wear it. When the Bible is describing something, and that description fits you, then go on and realize there's a message here for you. He says, he says of you, this people draweth nigh to me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips, but their heart, their heart is far from me. And he continued this expose as he called the people to him and says, hear and understand. And he gives them a brief sermon concerning cleanness and defilement. What defiles is not what you eat. By the way, notice the importance of that. Because that anticipates Acts chapter 15 and the teaching of the apostles. It's not the apostles who first declared all meats clean. It is Christ. It says what you eat is not, doesn't cause moral defilement. But what comes out of your mouth because it comes out from your heart, that is what causes defilement. You know, this was radical stuff. Even the disciples had a hard time accepting it. And so he had to go on and explain it. And he, he brings it all to a tremendous conclusion when he says, look, the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. And this is what defiles. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Mark 7 adds a few more. These are the things that defile a man. Now, this ending, when he says, out of the heart, do you want you to notice he has got now beyond the Pharisees? Oh, he has spoken to them, you hypocrites. 
But now he's got beyond the Pharisees, and he's talking about hearts in general, so that this lifts the message beyond them and doesn't stop until it's carried searchingly to your heart and to mine. Now, it's the subject of the heart that Christ is dealing with. The heart. Very few people really want to deal with the heart. Religion generally doesn't want to get involved with the heart. This is why we're hearing constantly the misquotation and misapplication of Matthew 7 when Jesus said, Judge not that ye be not judged. And almost every week you'll read some clown writing to the newspaper saying, The Bible says we're not to judge. Don't tell me sodomites are living wrong. Don't tell me adulteries living uh, wrong living. Don't tell me that this is wrong or that's wrong. We're not to judge. A greater perversion of the Bible would be hard to envisage. Why is this? It's because people generally, and that means you and I by nature, are happy for that which strokes the surface. But the Lord Jesus deals with the heart. And he's speaking as the great heart specialist. And today what I want us to do is to come in to the surgery into the office of the great heart specialist and hear what he has to say to us. Now when you read these words of Christ, you discover he's teaching a very straightforward but a very major doctrine. Knowing the hearts of saints and sinners, the Lord Jesus shows in the most radical terms, that true religion is not concerned with empty ritual, but it deals with the natural corruption of the heart, and it leads men to a genuine heart relationship with God. That's the doctrine. True religion is never satisfied with ritual, with externals, or with surface things, with appearance. True religion deals with the corruption of the heart, and true religion leads to a genuine heart relationship with God. That's what Christ is teaching here. Now, as he teaches it, we may state three things. And uh, I might even be brief, believe it or not. First, he knows the hearts of his people. And he does not condemn them. Verses 1 to 3 tell us how the Pharisees came condemning the disciples in order to get at Christ. But when Jesus looks at this complaint, 
he takes the very opposite line, and indeed he finishes what he has to say, to eat with unwashing hands does not defile a man. He would not condemn them. I have mentioned Alfred Edersheim. Edersheim believed, to me somewhat strangely, that Christ did not defend the actions of his disciples here. I think he did. According to Edersheim, it was a matter of indifference to Christ whether people washed or whether they didn't wash. But given the background, given that this was just part of a whole rotten, devil-inspired traditionalism that blasphemed God, I don't think Christ was in the slightest bit indifferent. Obviously, in itself, whether you sprinkle water in your hands before you eat or whether you don't is a matter of indifference. But this is not in itself. This is part of the tradition of the elders. Certainly it was not a matter of little consequence to Christ when the Pharisees used what we may even call matters of indifference and tradition to condemn the people of God. To Christ they had crossed the line. And so he came to his disciples' defense and he showed that the tradition that condemned them was at its root just dead religion. I want you to get that. When a man's heart is right with God, when a sinner has been justified by grace through faith, when he has been accepted on the merits of Christ and washed in the blood of the Lamb, then Jesus says to that one, as he said to the woman whom the Pharisees were also condemning and seeking to have him condemn, neither do I condemn thee. Man, what a comfort in a world that hates Christians. What a comfort in a day and an age when the devil is using everything, it seems, in the press, in the political world, in the judicial world, in the entertainment world, using all that his disposal to rise up and to malign and to condemn the people of God. The Son of God comes along and says, you're a believer in Christ, you're washed in my blood, you're redeemed by my grace, and I do not condemn you. What a comfort. And further than that, we can go and say, let them curse, but bless thou. If I have to choose between the curse of men with the blessing of God and the blessing of men with the curse of God, it doesn't take me to have much brains to know where my choice lies. I will gladly say, let them curse. Let them curse. What does it matter? You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 
1-800-273-29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 